0: Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, episode 109, how to pull yourself out of the pit of self-pity. Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, a series of inspirational messages, stories, and testimonials to help you achieve your goals, or just get started in creating a new positive direction in your life. I'm your host, Rich Bracken, and in each episode, I will share a new perspective through perseverance and self-awareness to help you live your best life, personally and professionally. Let's get started. hey there welcome to another episode of the enrich your soul podcast it's been a while it's been a little while i miss you guys uh basically this episode is in a direct response to why i've been gone why i've had a delay of over a month in, in new podcasts and we're going to talk about it today because i think it's something that we've all battled at some point point. and if you're not battling it at some level now um, I congratulate you because as much as I talk about emotional intelligence, as much as I talk about being very resilient in our lives, this last month and a half has really turned my life upside down. Um, and it's my fault. And I'll, I'll come out and say that right away. It's my fault because I got stuck in this in the pit of self-pity and I started thinking about all of the different things that have engulfed me over the last month and a half, two months. Uh, it seems like f- it's f- 10 years because of because of the quarantine situation and COVID-19 and all of the things that are going on, especially since everything started here in Minneapolis uh, with all of the riots and the protests and all of everything that's just gone on lately. it's, It's just been crazy. It's just been straight up crazy. And for a lot of auxiliary Reasons outside of those, um, between conversations that I've had, both good and bad, um, on the race relation fronts, and then also just concerns and, and having people that I know and that I care about succumb to COVID nineteen, um, and also facing some serious health issues because of it. Uh, you know, it's really it's it's been a it's it's been a really tough time. And when I say that it's my fault, I allowed myself to slip into this. And one of the issues that I want to talk about um, here shortly has to do with that. And what I want to do today is address how we can avoid falling into this pit, because it's it seems bottomless when you're falling down that cavern of of dis, you know despair and negativity and sadness, and you you don't feel like there's any there's no bottom to that pit, and. It's tough to see your way up when it's, when you're falling and falling and falling down a bottomless pit. And recently, I've picked myself back up. I've had a few things that I've used, a few tips that I've used to, to pull myself out of this. And I want to share those with you today because I think they're critical. I think they're critical now. I think they're critical at any given time in your life where you need that reassurance that everything is going to be okay. That life isn't as bad as you think it is and that there will be a positive change at some point. And the more you take control of your emotions, the quicker that comes. And there's a lot of things that you can do to maintain your positivity, but also you need to understand when it's time to break glass and, and, and dig into that wall of the bottomless pit that you're falling down and pull yourself back up. And so I want to share the things that I've leveraged to get myself out of this, this position, this feeling, because it's miserable. You feel Like you've lost energy. You feel like you've lost creativity. You feel like the days are just running into each other. I've been battling insomnia because of it. It's just, it's awful. It's just awful. I mean, it's, it, it's a tough thing to deal with. And it's not the first time I've ever dealt with this kind of downward spiral. Um, but it is definitely the most drastic. It is, it is one of the most, um, confusing ones, because this has been more, I mean, in the past, it's been issues that have been either relationship issues or friend issues or work issues. And this is just a whole different beast with everything that's going on. I mean, just a few months ago, we were celebrating New Year's and everybody was excited about 2020. And here we are. What the hell, you know, our world has turned upside down, but I truly feel that great things are going to come out of it. And here's why is because I have taught myself and I've leveraged these tips to figure out that things aren't going to be bad forever. They're not as bad as they seem now on a lot of levels, even though everything seems awful. There are a lot of things that you can do for yourself and for others and for your friends, and you can watch these things in other people too. So here's here are my tips. I'm going to give you six of them. There's a whole bunch of different things that you can do, but I'm going to give you six tips to battle falling down in the pit of self-pity, the bottomless pit. Number one, face your feelings. Now this seems obvious because we all feel like what, well, you know, we're all confused, we're all sad. But a lot of the times, and I, I speak for myself on this and, and and maybe this resonates with you, is that I've been distracting myself from the feelings. And I've been questioning what I feel and I I, I have I've done a really good job of avoiding it. In that avoidance has caused More stress has caused my insomnia and has really become very problematic for me. So the key here is that whenever we start falling down that pit of self-pity, we start telling ourselves how bad things are for us and how nobody has ever felt like this. And, you know, you may not say it out loud, but subconsciously or, you know, in in your private thoughts, you may be thinking, wow, my life is just worse than it's ever been. And that's just not the truth. And so it's a simple trick, but whenever you think about the old saying, it could always be worse. Even if you have to tell yourself that, even after you, even if you have to say, you know, things could be worse, that may slow the slide. That may even stop it because we get so caught up in how bad things are that we think that this is where we get in this bubble of pity that we feel like our life is unmistakably awful. And so by convincing yourself that things aren't nearly as bad as they could be, is the first step into getting going back in the right direction. Okay, so number two, understanding the signals of a potential downfall. Now, everybody's a little bit different in this. And I know my triggers. I know what what tends to cause me to start falling into this, this rut or a funk. And again, I go back to the fact that this is such an unprecedented time in our world that even the most emotionally intelligent people i'm not saying i'm the most but you know, even the most emotionally intelligent people people that i've talked to that are experts in this world as well on this topic are saying that this is just unprecedented like people are not people are not able to leverage their typical thought processes and routines and so when you think about times where you feel like you're slipping there's usually similarities. So if you go back and look at the times where you've had dark times or funks or periods of sadness, there usually is something similar about those. And a lot of it has to do with our thought patterns. By thinking the negative side of things, looking at the bad side of things, thinking about how bad things are and not focusing on the positive, your energy starts dropping, your thoughts become more and more negative on a consistent basis, and you're really not focused on what's going well. And that's where you can prevent that. So the minute you start feeling yourself getting into a pattern of negative thought consistently, anytime you find yourself just consistently stressed, break that mentality. Start thinking on the positive side of things. Start moving your body. Kind of think about you know, like if you're, if you're tired and you're trying to stay awake, you usually shake your body or get up and move around. Do that mentally and physically if you need to, but do it mentally. Shake up your thoughts. Shake loose them. Imagine your your mind has arms on it. Just shake them all out, and start thinking. Okay, I can't. I can't let myself do this, because it's a slippery slope, and we can go down that slope really quickly, and it may be really hard to recover once you get down that. So be thinking about the things, and, and jot down the triggers as you're thinking about previous episodes of this. Think about the triggers that got you down that path. Think about things that were going on, or, or things you were thinking about that. Um, cause this this slip to happen, and keep those in mind, and watch out for them. Again, consistent negative thinking, sleepless nights, constant stress, not looking at the positive side of things. Those are all going to contribute to a downward slope. Number three, be aware of blanket statements like "my life is awful," "my life is so bad," "my luck is so bad." Everything, you know, everything, everything, everything. That is not the reality. This is an episode in time. You may have an event that's going on. You may have a disruption in your life that is a little bit different than what you're used to. That does not dictate the whole. Again, I I highly encourage you, once you feel that trigger set in, once you get to a point where you feel like you're starting to slip, pause whatever you're doing. Go back and look at your life. Go back and find pictures that remind you of good times. Put, you know, write when something really good happens, capture it. Capture it in, in your own individual podcast or, or write a, a journal entry talking about that instance. I promise you, you will go back and see how good your life really is, how happy you have been at certain points. So the, the, the simple fact that you can debunk the statement, my life is awful, my life is so bad. My life is so depressing. My luck is awful. It is not true. None of those statements are true because they're blanket statements and blanket statements do not apply. So remind yourself of when it was good. Remind yourself of something good that happened to you. So that breaks the, I, I never, I always have bad luck that breaks that mentality. So go back and, and challenge what you're saying, because that moment in time, does not warrant a, a, a complete blanket statement over your entire life. This next one I love because I, I found... I think this one was the one that, that created a turning point for me. And I highly encourage you to do this. It sounds... I'm not even going to say it sounds silly. It's not silly because it works. And that is challenge your inner voice. And what I mean by that is that the next time you feel yourself say, I'm not good enough things are so bad i can't do that challenge yourself perceive that voice as a different person and look at that as a challenge as if somebody was telling you you can't do that you can't possibly you know get that new job you couldn't possibly do that project you couldn't there's no way you can write that book there's no way you can launch that business look at it as a challenge take that as a dare from the other side and that is when you smile you raise your eyebrow and you say, watch me. That in of itself, even, even in that moment. And, you know, I did, I did a true, true confession. I did it the other day when I was I was working out. I had fallen off my workout schedule. I, I threw on some of my harder workout music. I was really just I was in that zone that something needed to change. I was tired of feeling the way I did. Something needed to change. And so in the middle of all the, the raging music I was listening to, finally, I said, this isn't me. I'm challenging and I'm 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 stepping up nose to nose with the person that has kept me down for the last few weeks. And I'm not taking this crap anymore. And so I took that as a challenge. I took that as a challenge of, oh, you know, know, just stay down. You're not good enough. This is not going to work. Just do what you get, you know, do what you need to do to just get through a day. That's not me. Anybody that's known me for two seconds knows that's not me, but I succumb to it. But I finally got to a point where I was intolerant of that. I was intolerant of the inner voice, I was intolerant of the negativity, and I was intolerant of feeling the, that way. I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And so I did. I got nose to nose with my negative self and I said, you watch, you watch. I'm turning this around and you watch. I can't wait for you to have a front row seat to me proving you wrong. That in and of itself turned my world around. It, it got me out of my funk, not immediately, But it took me a, a, I mean, it took me stories higher stories because I had fallen pretty far and it took me stories higher. So even in that moment, I highly encourage you to do that. Take a negative thought the minute it comes up and turn it back on itself. Challenge that inner voice and challenge that negative side of you and do not take that anymore. So my fifth tip is kind of an interesting one and it's another one that works and I don't, it's not an exact science. Um, but I want you to, to keep a pity journal and more of a time pity journal than actually a, a written out journal. So what I mean by that is that every minute, every hour, every day, every week that you spend in self-pity is counterproductive. It is not getting you to where you want to be as a person. It's not it's not contributing to your overall happiness. So I want you to think I want you to stop. If you're in that slide like I was I, and I did this myself, there was one night where I couldn't go to sleep. Battling insomnia and went to bed about two o'clock in the morning. And I thought to myself, you know, I wanted to go to bed around 11. And now here I am, three hours later. And I, I know that I'm not going to get up and work out now because I usually get up at about five and work out. There was no way I was going to get up in three hours and work out. And so I slept in a little bit. And I lost that time too. I lost that, product, that productive time. I'm best in the morning. That's when I do my best work. And so I overall, in one day, Lost about eight to nine hours. That's eight to nine hours that I could have been doing something different, something better. I could have been moving towards a goal. I could have been organizing. I could have been doing something to improve my life. But I was letting pity take that time away from me. And it made me sick. Like once you quantify it, it's sickening. Like it's so eye-opening because we get into, you know, pity has this this time warp effect that, you know, hours run into days, days run into weeks and weeks sometimes run into months. And so once you understand after like three or four nights in a row where you can't sleep because you're pitying yourself or you're feeling stressed, you're feeling down. And all of a sudden you say, wow, in the last three days, I have spent 18 hours feeling sorry for myself. That will turn your world around because none of us have enough time to do what we need to do much less sit around for 18 hours feeling bad feeling sorry for ourselves so quantify that time quantify that time if you work in professional services or whatever if you want to assign what your hourly rate is assign that to it. That'll make it even, even stronger. So take, you know, if you, if you're working and you have a salary, what is your hourly rate as a salary? If you're a professional services individual, what is your hourly rate? If you're you know, an accountant or an attorney or, you know, whatever, however you need to figure that out, quantify that 18 hours at $500 an hour. That's some serious lost money. That's some serious lost productivity. Because it's not always at night that you're feeling self-pity and, and, and demotivated. It could be in the middle of the day. It could be first thing in the morning. So quantify it by time and by money if you want to, but definitely by time. And that will be a big wake-up call to the time that you've wasted on self-pity. And my final tip, something that we should be doing every day anyway, is, is giving gratitude. And I have been really focusing my morning meditations on gratitude and evening meditations as well as much as I can. Um just because I usually try to sort out my day and try to sort out what impacted me and I, I sort out my triggers that day. Um, but I've really been dedicating a lot of my morning meditation time to, to gratitude, being thankful for the things that I have, thankful for my health, thankful for my family, thankful thankful for the roof over my head, the ability to do what I do, you know, uh, my audience, thank you guys. I'm so gr- I have so much gratitude for you all and, and, you know, when you share my messages, I'm even more, you know, even more gratitude goes out because... I'm reaching more people, but I just, I'm just so thankful. I'm just very, very thankful because, you know, I, I'm very blessed in so many ways. And so paying attention to those things that I'm grateful for and not getting so caught up in things that I don't have or that I don't see or that I'm struggling with, not letting those own me allows me to live a more positive life. It's not going to be perfect and all, you know, roses and rainbows, but At the same time, it's not going to be as dark and dreary as it probably could be. So focusing on giving gratitude, focusing on the things, you know, write down your gratitude list for the day. Pick two, three things that you're very grateful for. Write them down. Say them out loud. Meditate on them. Those things will have your attitude going at a 180 and going back to the positive side of things because gratitude brings about natural chemical reactions in the brain it brings forth joy in your life, and it's just you know, it's it's an easy thing to think about, it's an easy thing to focus on, and it's a great replacement for the things that you're feeling sorry for yourself about. So those are my six tips. Um, any and all of those work. I've I've been using all of them, and I've needed all of them because, like I said, the spiral has been has been dark and deep, and I have proactively chosen not to be in that anymore. And I've been using these every single day as much as I can. Yes, I still trip up here and there, but my consistency and my, my turnaround is so strong. And I'm thankful that I have this platform, this voice to share this with. I hope this resonates with you. I hope if, if you're in that bottomless pit and you're falling, I hope you see this as the hand to help you quit falling. I want you to understand that I'm here to support you, that there is a way out of this. And I promise you, any or all of these six things will help you turn your life around, will help you pull yourself out of that pit, and will help you get going in the right direction. So leverage them all, use them all get back on the right track. If you need any help, if you have any, if any of these start working for you and you want to share your story, I would love to hear it. Uh, Drop me an email, rich at richbracken.com. You can also tag me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at richbracken1. Would love to see the turnaround, see you climbing out of that pit and seeing things get back on the right track. Have a wonderful day. Please share this with as many people as you can, because you never know who's going to need a little bit of enrichment. And a hand reaching down the bottom of the pit of self pity. So help them out, help everybody out. Let's get through this together. Love y'all. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. For more information and resources, visit richbracken.com.